Hello and welcome back to Tradey Business School, the podcast where we love to have real conversations and share tips and insights on how you can run your trades or contracting business more enjoyably, profitably and easily. I'm your host, Miranda Hill. It is uh, wonderful to be back. Today, I'm going to be having a chat about the four steps to motivating a demotivated employee. Have you ever wondered why a star employee suddenly starts dragging their feet or maybe why an entire team starts slowing down and becoming more unproductive by the week or perhaps why your you know your your star hire or uh, a team member start, starts making a lot of mistakes on the job so the answer to this is motivation, which you probably probably know. We're going to unpack the four ways, one of the four ways, not one off, we're going to unpack all of the four ways uh, that you can begin to start diagnosing the reasons for motivation. Before we begin, though, let's just have a think about what are the signs and symptoms of an unmotivated employee? Like, how do you know? How do you know that they're unmotivated all right, so they're late to work a lot. Maybe when they get there, they're slow to start. They're kind of you know, off at making the coffee or they're just bringing around with their toolbox or whatever it is. They're just slow to start. The poor productivity, when they actually start, they don't move quickly. Uh, a bad attitude, uh, poor um, negative comments, quips, just things like that. Uh, maybe there's tiredness, fatigue, disinterest. Uh, mistakes on the job is another one, lack of care. So there may be genuine mistakes or maybe they just seem to be careless. Often you'll notice a, a withdrawal from the team, a withdrawal from uh, clients, a withdrawal in general, uh, sloppiness on the job, lack of care, lack of focus, all of those sorts of things. So these are all the signs and symptoms of uh, poor motivation. Now, when we think about it for a moment, poor motivation is so, so important that we uh, nip it in the bud when a team member becomes unmotivated because there's a little bit like a weed that begins to take root. The roots go down and the weed starts spreading. Uh, it will weave its way through your business and start tangling itself around your good employees, those that are motivated they will begin to feel like they've got these sort of weeds wrapped around their ankles. They will start moving more slowly. It will become like an infection that takes over your culture. Very, very important that any signs of lack of motivation are addressed immediately by you actively. So I see many business owners that will withdraw. They start wondering. They just really don't know what to do. Um, and, and your research shows that motivation will account for about 40% of the success of our team projects. Uh, that was a stat I read in the uh, Harvest, Harvest, Harvard Business uh, Review. So, but, you know, what we often notice is that managers will uh, often be at a total loss as to how to motivate uninspired, unmotivated employees they will be at a loss and struggle as to how to even begin the conversation. They will be fearful of it. So it, it's we know it's super important, yet there's that gap between, well, yeah, okay, I can see that they're unemployed, 
uh, not unemployed. Geez, I'm all over my words today. We'll keep rolling. It's a bit funny, really. I trip over my words sometimes. So I thanks for persisting and listening to me as I trip over my words. I will keep going. The 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 gap between noticing that someone is unmotivated and knowing why and then feeling confident with what to do about it. I think that's the key here is to build confidence. So uh, to build confidence in being able to handle an unmotivated team member means that you can step into those conversations with um, and get better results from them. Overall, your team will do better. You will feel better. You will be helping an employee. You'll be helping your business. The results will show for it. greater productivity, greater efficiency. You'll build a better culture um, and effectively you'll be killing those weeds off um, the things that start, uh, the unmotivation being the weed, not the human being, of course. So let's start um, motivation. Let's We'll define it. Let's define motivation. Um, it is the willingness to get the job done by starting it, by persisting through it, and uh, by putting in the hard work to get it done. So they've got to start. So there's kind of like an initiation. The motivation to start something is important. So procrastination is the thing that gets in our way of the starting of anything. Put your hand up. Well, you don't if you're driving. But if you've ever procrastinated from starting anything, so that's uh, that's the, the the beginning, the start mo- start motivation. Then we need to be able to persist in the face of distraction, persist in the face of other shiny objects. We need to be able to persist and keep going, to keep going, to maintain the the actions that we need to take. So lack of motivation can come. People can start things eventually, but then they don't keep going with it. They stop doing it or they slow right down. The other part of motivation is the willingness to invest effort So this is where we get low productivity, um, poor results, not a lot of effort. It gets haphazard, um, sloppy, lack of focus type things where uh, people are not willing, not wanting to invest effort into um, getting it done to succeed in the job. So that's motivation. Now, the beginning of how to motivate unmotivated team members is in the uh, understanding why they lose motivation in the first place. So that's what I'm going to talk to today is diagnosing why. There are four categories that they can fall into of why they might lose motivation. These are the reasons they lose motivation. And when you understand these reasons, then the how of what to do about the reasons will become very clear very easily. So I'm going to talk to the four. The first one is a values mismatch. So this is where people don't care enough to do it. They don't care about it. It doesn't matter enough for them to start it, to keep doing it or to finish it or put in the effort. They don't care enough. Um, What they're basically saying is that my values are not aligned to this thing or your business. It doesn't matter to me enough. So the key here is to know your business vision, mission, and values. Values being the behaviors, the how of what you do every day. Get your values in place as a business and start bringing them to life in your business. And then you hire people that are a values alignment to these values, to your business values. You can go back through the previous Trader Business School episodes and find we've done lots of talking about vision, mission, and values. 
go all the way up through the episodes. They're all there, really valuable stuff. I keep circling back to them because all of these sorts of things, motivation of team members goes back to vision, mission and values. That's why we start with it. Knowing uh, your team members' individual and personal values is really important as well. Now, even if somebody can articulate and say, yes, my personal values are integrity, um, fun and adventure, whatever that I'm making those up, of course. But not many people can actually put words to their values, yet we all have values. We all have values. So sitting down, this is a bit of a how of what you can do, is take your team member aside and have a chat to them about what matters to them. What is it that they value? Where does their time go is a good indicator of personal values, where we, we invest time in the things we value the most. So talk to them about what matters to them, what's important to them, even to start talking to some of their goals. Then what you need to do is draw parallels and connect what they're doing on the task, on the job, to their personal values. You want to plug them together because people will always choose to do what they value the most. And if you can kind of plug the thing in that they're doing at work to their value, the thing that they're wanting or a goal, then it will um, it'll tow it along like a, you know, a car tows a trailer. So that's what you want to do. I'll give you an example. For example, um, let me think of an example. Um, Somebody that might be valuing, um, they want to evaluate, they value adventure. Um, they've got a, they like to go and do great things in their weekends, get out and about travel. Maybe they love four wheel driving or they've got some kind of hobby that they just like adventuring and things like that. So if you can talk to adventure as part of what they're doing on the job and even build in some fun adventure, like a bit of adventure into the job, like how can we bring more adventure and fun into this task for you so that you're more motivated to do it? Clearly that matters to you, it lights you up. So um, what could we do in the job in this role that would help you tap into some of that value of adventure? Or what you could do is just, or you could draw those parallels and say, well, you know, um, if if you do this thing, if you complete this task, if you um, if you deliver, then that means that you're going to have more time to go and do the adventure things, more money to be able to go and do the adventure things. So um, think of ways that you can connect personal values with what it is the team member um, and the tasks they're doing. And but most of all, I would say hire to values, please hire to values. You can't train values in, you can't train attitude, and you can train skills and competency. So hire to your values. Number two is lack of self-efficacy, which is the uh, self-efficacy is the, the I guess the trust or belief in self that you can do the thing. So this will show up uh, as a lack of motivation. Really, the reason being, I don't think I'm able to do this. So this is where your team member doesn't believe they have the capacity, skill or competence to be able to carry out the task. So they just won't be motivated to do it. You know, you've got to start thinking about how can I build confidence, the, the confidence of my staff member that they can do the thing. So they feel confident and competent to do it. So couple of things you can do here is one, you can draw from their past, their toolbox of life and find a tool in their toolbox of life experience that they can apply to the current task. So you would ask them, maybe they, they're struggling to solve a problem. You would ask them about 
uh, problem, you know, when they've ever solved a problem in the past and they go, oh, well, I've done this in the past. Okay, great. So what elements of that could you bring to this? Oh, well, I could do this, this and this. Right. Oh, so, okay. So you have done something like this before, different content, but you can apply that tool just as the same way as, you know, you've got your tools and your toolkit that you take from job to job and you pull them out and the, the house address is different, um, but you use the same spanner. The same, the same hammer, the same saw on that particular house that you're doing the work on. The address changes, the suburb changes, the layout of the house changes. Sometimes even the materials that you're using your tools on will change. However, you can apply the tool to it to do the job. So think about getting them to find a tool from their past. So you want to do that, bring past experience into now so they have evidence. The second thing you can do here when people don't think they're able to do it uh, is to help break it down into manage, manageable tasks. So have a chat about how you could break it down into smaller chunks and then tackle that one chunk, that one part of the job first. All right, let's apply our thinking to this. Um, how can you do it here? So you're reducing the overwhelm and solving it in a, in, a, um, in, a smaller, in a smaller way. And then you go from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. So start breaking it down for them. Um, you could ask them to do it or you could do it with them when you know that they've worked out how to break things down. You've helped them build that skill and that competence. They will then feel more confident, which will boost their motivation. They will be more, um, their self-efficacy will increase. So um, in other words, their belief that they can do it. They'll think, oh, I can do this. I've, I've just done it. So I can do it. So send them straight out on the job and getting them to do it straight away. So build that confidence. The other thing, obviously, uh, that you can do is if you identify a, a particular skill that or competence that they don't have that needs to be trained in, maybe there's a course, uh, maybe there's more time guidance or mentoring that they could spend either with you or another one, I don't know, site manager leading hand, something um, that they can spend time with so that they can um, develop that skill and competence. All right, now the third one is disruptive emotions. This is where people are just too upset to do it. They're feeling the weight of something. Um, maybe there's anxiety, anger, worry, depression, um, obviously non-clinical depression where you know, clinical depression is another whole conversation. Um, but if people are feeling down, they won't feel motivated. And this downness can come from their personal world or maybe there's some stuff going on within the business that you're not aware of. So one of the things I would recommend doing here is to find um, find some time, set some time to go and have a chat, take your team member for a coffee, um, buy them a sandwich, do something where uh, it's just you and them. Uh, they can't be overhead and overhead, overheard. And tell them uh, that you'd like to understand why they're upset uh, and actively listen. So this is where you listen with your ears and you uh, don't use your mouth, like zip your mouth and listen. Don't agree, don't disagree, don't don't jump to justify, don't let your ego jump in to protect yourself and defend your position if you happen to be part of the reason they're upset. Put all of those things aside and create a safe environment for a non-judgmental environment for your team member to talk. Just go, okay, help me understand a little bit further. Well, how did that feel to you? What did what what that what does that mean? Or um, and how is that a problem to you? Tell me more about it. What happened next? Okay, great. And that must have been quite upsetting. Just ask them and actively listen. Then um, what you're trying to do is seek to understand what the team member um, believes is upsetting them or causing them to be upset. 
then you can summarize it back to them and just say, hey, oh, you know, have I understood this? This is kind of what I've heard is upsetting you. You might get it right. If you get it wrong, say, sorry, I, could you explain a little bit better? I really, it matters to me to understand. Uh, could you, could you try again? Um, I'm going to listen, uh, keep listening so that I really understand what's going on for you. This matters. The paradox in the talking through things is often the, um, the, the heavy feeling, the negative emotion will naturally dissipate as we talk about it and process it aloud. It softens, which then opens up the conversation to, well, can we do anything about it? Then they will naturally feel more motivated. Um, people need to feel seen, heard and understood. Uh, yes, you've hired them to do a job. It is a business. They're human beings as well. I know you know that. Connect them with your heart and your humanness in this moment. You don't have to solve it and fix it. So you don't need to shy away from the conversation going, geez, I don't know how to fix this problem for them. You don't need to fix it. You just need to listen. And you can say to them, geez, I, I actually don't, I don't know really even what to say or um, the thing that you've shared with me. I, I don't have any answers for you. Just know that I'm here for you if you need. And maybe you need to connect them with some support outside work as well. You could offer that as assistance, but you don't. It's okay. Um, it's okay not to have the solution. And to say that, uh, I think people value that. Right, number four, attribution errors. So they're unmotivated because they don't know what is going wrong. They don't know why things aren't working for them. They don't know what went wrong. And so they can't uh, um, accurately identify the reason for stuff not going well. They're struggling with a task. They're struggling to deliver. And they, they're just sort of going under. And so they start clambering at things outside of them and blaming and um, looking to find reasons that are outside their control for their struggles. So that, and they will be unmotivated because it's hard. It's struggling. They're not feeling, they're feeling like a failure. So they're not going to feel motivated. Who, who feels motivated to go in and do something that you feel like you're going to fail at or is, is just makes you feel awful. So that's where the own unmotivation will come from. What, uh, your key here is to, sit with your team member and start helping them to think clearly about the cause of their struggle. What is the cause or reason for it? Now, often people will start blaming. They'll start blaming and finding excuses outside of them, like um, maybe I ran out of time or the job was too hard or so-and-so didn't deliver this or I was let down here um, or the client did this. Uh, this is you know, all of this external blame makes them feel less and less in control because that everything happening outside of them is outside of their control. So internally they feel out of control and then the unmotivation, it's like feeding the lack of motivation. So chatting with them a little bit about what is within their control, how they could handle these situations more differently, what in fact is the exact reason why they're struggling with the task and then helping them to understand that for a start, and maybe there's some solutions that will come up around that. But you've got to move it into what's within their control and then support them in that, and then the motivation will increase. So that's it. That is the four reasons that, uh, four reasons or four categories of uh, reason why employees lose their motivation. One is the values mismatch. One is the lack of self-efficacy. The other is disruptive emotions. The last one is attribution errors. So really important. 
The key here, how to motivate them, the key, the one takeaway I'd love for you to take away as you're listening to this today is to figure out and assess why and the reason for their loss of motivation, which one of those four categories or even possibly a combination of them um, does their demotivation fall into, then you can think more actively about what, um, what to do about it. Spend time rather figuring out how to motivate them. The how to motivate them is actually thinking about what's stopping them from being motivated, right? The how to motivate them is what figuring out what is stopping them or preventing their motivation. What is stopping them from starting? What is stopping them from persisting and maintaining their way through it? And what is stopping them from putting in effort, putting in effort to do the job? Okay, so the starting, persisting, and effort. Those are the things you've got to look at. What's stopping them from doing that? And if you focus on diagnosing these problems, then the how will become clear really quickly. So that's it. If you've liked this episode, please share it. I know this content, uh, yes, we talk to tradies, we talk to tradie business owners. It's relevant to every human being because these reasons um, apply to everybody. Uh, This is certainly what I do. Um, I certainly do it. And and lack of motivation is something that I work a lot in the areas with our clients. I work it with my private clients when I'm doing, um, I do personality and behavioral profiling. We look a lot at the ways in which um, different personality profiles get affected by many of these different um, categories as well, because there's more and more overlays that we can put on to lack of motivation. So uh, this is my jam. Absolutely love it. Um, You can certainly connect um, and share, follow this podcast, follow this episode. If you have not yet joined the Tradie Business School, um, we've got a, f- a free Facebook group called Tradies and General Contractors Global. Jump on in there. It's free. Um, I do a live training every Thursday in there. You can jump on in there as well. Jump on in, in there and you can certainly connect with me on socials as Miranda Hill, I think on our Instagram, Miranda Hill HQ as well. So jump on over and join me there. Um, I will see you all again on another episode soon. Thanks for joining. Bye for now. Thank you.